You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome to Go Plug Yourself, talking to the most interesting people in Montreal since 2011. Hey, if you're enjoying Go Plug Yourself, why not do us a favor and help spread the word about the show? Tell your friends about us online or in person, and it would really help us out. Maybe even vote for us in Cult Montreal's Best of Montreal's Reader Poll. Walter and I love doing the show, and we would really appreciate whatever support you can give us. Enjoy the show, everybody, and go plug yourself. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, it's Walter and Keith. You're talking on the internet. Like Quebecois French names and traditionally like. Parisian French names or like European French names? Are there certain are there certain names that are more like Quebecois French and that are and some names that are more like France French? What? Are you saying so? Like, I think there are a lot of noms composés here. Comme quoi? Oh, oh ouais, ouais, non, énormément. absolument, yeah, ouais. definitely. Cool. Like yeah. Marie Jean, Marie Pierre. Ouais. Like that, like, so that's that, not really like a France. But thing? that's a that's moins, beaucoup moins, non. Surtout pas la génération, les enfants de mon âge là, comme vraiment. Yeah, they, they stick it together, and a lot of the time it's Jean, I think, or Jean yeah. Marie, parce que there's like the mix of ouais. Catholicism is always mm. is still like heavy in the naming. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna have a semi podcast. Welcome to welcome to explorations. Have we ever done like a in and out of French podcast? I feel we must have. I think it was probably inadvisable if we did. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one, we're going to be flipping in and out of French. We'll that's have a good time. That's what's <laughs> going to happen. We have, uh, both of you guys are currently on the coaching staff yes. of La Racaille, oui. defending champions of uh, the Beast of the East tournament that's mm. happening. Montreal Roller Derby is hosting in, I think, a week from podcast time. We have Coach Why So Serious, our head Hello. coach. Yeah, uh, and mm-hmm. she, and she will be speaking in French sometimes. Oui. She's more comfortable in French. And <laughs> what's your official coaching title? Uh, R two detonate. I'm the jam coach. Hmm. Jammer coach. R two detonate. Yes, det- detonate like detonate? the like the droid. R two D two. Yeah. I'm as I have such a hard time. Like as uh, as many of our listeners know, I announce you guys your guys's name, and sometimes we just like stare at them and we're like, "What's the correct pronunciation?" <laughs> like I know there's like something clever going on here, and then there's French <laughs> names too, and you're just sort of like. Like I always remember with plastic, like, I always go to Plastic Patrick. I'm like, is there like a joke that I'm not getting here on some of the, like, on some of the French names? Is this, like something happening? And you guys, um, did you ever skate on Rakai or did you just coach Rakai? No, no. So you guys are just when went right to like playing on the skids and coaching a, a home team. So, yeah, yeah. So that's fun. Because I was wondering if you, if you had like a previous allegiance. So you guys have never actually played in the Beast of the East. No. no. Well, <laughs> so that's kind of fun. Yeah. Like, the skids is the international touring team, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 The skids is the I'm w- going to ask stupid questions like that every oh, once please. in a while. Because <laughs> I'm because I because like, I am slightly less acquainted with. Yeah, this. exactly. So that's it. So the both you guys play on the new skids on the block, which is the WFTDA travel team from. Montreal, yes. very competitive, super good team. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not familiar with roller derby, you should know that Montreal has a sick team, like so much so that uh, we were talking on to the international it, level. On the international level, we were talking to Why So Serious earlier, and you said that it was one of your one of your motivating factors to moving to Montreal was yeah. to potentially play for the skids. Yeah. So yeah. how did that work out? Well, you were in France, and you're like, let's move to Montreal, and then also I would like to join the new skids on the block. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Uh, c'était vraiment comme mon un des rêves que j'avais. Mm-hmm. 
I, uh, I came also like with my boyfriend yep. and he was like, oh, maybe one, one day I could be like coach for, for these kids. Mm -hmm. And it happened too. So now we are you both are, like. Oh, so your boyfriend's into the, into the derby as yeah. well. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. cool. Is that how you guys met? No. 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 We met before Royal Derby. Right. And he was first in Royal Derby. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. That's usually <laughs> the reverse. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> usually, usually like the skater gets involved in Roller Derby and then the significant other is just sort of like. Well, I've watched a bunch of games. <laughs> I never see you anymore. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Either I start doing this or I'm just going to be drunk all the time watching, <laughs> watching yeah. Roller Derby. No, it was my sister playing Roller Derby, uh, her boyfriend, my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I need to do that. <laughs> so you were the last one. Yeah, I was like, the last you're one. You were just like sucked eventually. in. <laughs> uh, and R2, where did you come from? Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, I'm actually from the States. Okay. Uh, I... Uh, currently live in Rhode Island, okay. um, but I am up here sometimes for work and okay. for derby. So okay. I, I make a six-hour commute or so. Um, so it took you six hours to get to the podcast today? Yeah, yeah six, I, six, six whole hours. No, <laughs> no I, you, stay, I stay with a, a You teammate. shouldn't have even apologized about being late. Like, I mean, like, really. It's like, like the ice rain. Yeah, you know, like, that's amazing. <laughs> Thankfully, I have a teammate I can stay with uh, so on you're a fairly actually, regular So you really are going like zipping back and forth a bunch. Yeah, wow. I, try, I try and I'm, I'm also a Canadian. Um, I'm Dual. Get so dual I, yeah, that's yeah, nice. that's it. So uh, six hours to Rhode Island is that what the commute is? Six to seven hours, six. depending on traffic. So yeah. like mm -hmm. little traffic. And what's the border crossing you use? Uh the border cross. I go up through Vermont. Okay. Um, and that that's pretty easy. Yeah. Usually, I'm also going through it weird times of the day too. So it's like <laughs> yeah, if you go through it awkward times, you're just sort of like, hey, yeah. No problem. Do you it, say? Do you tell them that you're going to like do roller derby stuff at the border yeah. and they're fine that's, with that? Yeah, that's usually that's usually the thing where they're like, okay, you're probably not smuggling drugs over, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, you're yeah, probably yeah. okay. You want to play... Or like performance-enhancing <laughs> drugs to go for the roller derby. Uh, like shot blocks, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> do they... Do they do? Do they do? The, like, is there any like? Is, is there ever been any talk of testing people? For roller uh, derby no, for, it's like, an amateur for, sport for PEDs. Uh, <laughs> Thankfully, there's been no controversy over over performance enhancing drugs uh, okay, in the sport yeah. currently. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, in a as, decade. As it advances, it's just like the, the you're gonna get the like the good and the bad. I'm sure. I'm my guess. Like I've been following Montreal Roller Derby for I think ten years. Oh my gosh! Now. So like my, oh, wow. my the first beast that I announced was Beast Two. Wow! So you're OG almost. Yeah, yeah, it's like super close, and I was like. As it like grows and stuff, I was like, my my opinion is within the next ten years, there's going to be like a performance enhancing drug scandal because it'll be like around like twenty two years since the initial like revival, mm. and that's where I think it'll be serious enough that someone's going to be like, that skater's on steroids or something like <laughs> like, you know, like you're just sort of like or time to break out the blood transfusion. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Because as it gets more competitive, like it's sad to say, but that's how a lot of sports kind of kind of go but i mean we hope it doesn't but i wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be some kind of illicit scandal somewhere down the road i oh. know it happened like in france oh, oh yeah? yeah yeah there is like a france championships okay and it, like it happened like they were doing like some control oh, oh my god were they taking like horse hormones and stuff or <laughs> yeah. like wow actually wow. that eh wow because wow. i mean i remember <laughs> i remember <laughs> in the like the i, I don't know how long you said you've been involved in roller derby about five years. Yeah, serious and, and about six. And mm -hmm. about six, yeah. Like in that early, like ten years ago revival, there were certainly like drugs going around, but they were not like performance enhancing. <laughs> kind <laughs> of the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was like it was a lot. It was a lot less organized. It was just like you know, like a couple of, like loud 
girls just wanted to get together and do a thing, and then you're sort of like, oh, there's a lot of cocaine around. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that all that also might be kind of like a specific to the Montreal Derby. No, 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 no. No? It was much, much more prevalent. I mean, I guess it's it was 10 years ago. That's fine. It, and I'm just saying yeah. it was like, but it was a couple the Ontario teams, honestly, yeah, were a little more heavy heavy hitters than the Montreal teams. Like, and you're like... I don't. I never saw anything happening during games, but definitely in the after parties, you're like, "Oh, oh wow, this is the after parties got very crazy very quickly." <laughs> well, it sprung from counterculture, right? Yeah, so you've exactly. got the revival, uh, the revival of roller derby in the early 2000s with yeah. Texas, and you know, a bunch of people who are like, "Well, let's hit each other hard and have some fun, and then drink a lot and also have fun." Yeah. And yeah, it's it's evolved a little bit since then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I was like the one of the things that got me into roller derby, like initially, was the after parties like you'd go you'd watch roller derby and you'd be drinking for like however long you never got to go to one eh? a dub- you never, <laughs> never, you went, never to went to a real one not okay. one <laughs> but yeah exactly you watch a double header and you're like you're drinking for like three hours mm-hmm. more or less so you're like you're pretty tipsy by the end of it and then you'd have like these like epic batch like not bachelor parties after parties where all the skaters would show up and that was like how i initially got to know some of the like og skaters from montreal roller derby and stuff was just like going around we had um we had a retired derby player, uh, Heidi, uh, right. Peter Panties, mm-hmm. on, and I was like, we had her on because uh, she does the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. She plays Frankenfurter, and I was like, my earliest memory of her was just like at an after party, just like with a bottle of Jägermeister, just like walking around, just like pouring it in people's mouths. <laughs> like she'd be like, "Open up," and you're just like, "Yay!" And, just, like, and I was like, "That's my earliest memory," and that's like kind of tied with the like my older. Roller derby memories. But I thought then, you were gonna tell the other story. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm like, man, I don't know. That's a cool story to tell when she's not here. <laughs> and equally, my first memory of Heidi is her teaching us how to eat right at a clinic. So yeah. <laughs> it's like come a long way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because now she's like a fitness guru. Yeah, like, like that. It's a very different kind of vibe. But I mean, it's obviously for the. I think, and if anyone like a listener here who hasn't been to see roller derby, you kind of you've retained a lot of those like aesthetics. Like if you look at the, uh, the team uniforms and stuff still has the, like the riot girl punk rock, like look, but then the athleticism has like gone sky high compared to like old school, 10 years ago, roller derby. And that was, I think one of the things that like first drew me to roller derby is cause we went, there was like an article in one of the local newspapers being like, Montreal has roller derby. And we were like, a couple of buddies were like, let's go and check it out. And then a bunch, we were all kind of like hockey fans. As soon as like, we just went there drinking to be like, watch girls skate around and smash into each other. But then as soon as we recognized the sports in, in it, we're like, oh no, this is like a cool sport to watch. Like you're on offense and defense at the same time, which is very unique as a sports fan. You usually don't, yeah. you don't see offense and defense happening at the same time. And then you watch the strategies that like quickly emerge in the pack. And like we instantly as sports fans were like, Oh no! This like we're here for girls smashing into each other, but like we're gonna stick around because this is like legit and super interesting to watch. But like beyond being sports fans, like do you guys have like uh, did you guys come from like sports backgrounds yourselves? Like did you have like participate in different sports or what? I came from a theater background, actually. Theater background. So I was I was about as anti sports as you could get. My dad's a marathon runner, so okay. I grew up with that in All my right. house, and I was just kind of like, "Well, that's cool, but I'm gonna go play with puppets and paint my face." <laughs> <laughs> it's also Which a very is... intense sport to be into. Dad's like, "Goodbye, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. I'll be running this whole time." Okay, bye. Yeah, it's uh, I. Sorry. <laughs> 
She'll be back. Yeah, go yeah. Ahead. No, I, uh, I definitely was like, okay, ultra marathons. Uh, I hate running, so yeah. I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> so, but I did do, you know, theater is still, especially I was in experimental theater, mm-hmm. very physical and very, you know, you put a lot of your heart mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. And when I kind of transitioned out of that as my day-to-day career and went into something a little more uh, calm, mm-hmm. uh, I was looking for something to kind of fill the void and also a way to get up because I as anybody who's been stuck behind a desk or writes for a living knows yeah. that you you don't really move a whole lot. Uh, so originally I'm like, oh, you know what? I loved ice skating as a kid. Maybe I'll go roller skating and see if that can keep me from having to go to the gym. Yeah. And now I go to the gym four days a week to support my habit of roller skating. <laughs> so, cross training. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I learned to become an athlete as part of this sport. And it's, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy about it. But and serious? Did, serious? You, did you come from an athlete, athletic White. background? Okay. Yeah. When I was young, I was doing like a lot of sports. Okay. Because I was like too. J'avais trop d'énergie. Allez, je faisais de la danse, de la gym, du baseball, du kayak. C'était comme beaucoup. Was baseball the third one in there? Ouais, en France un peu. Really? Interesting. Un peu. Fait que j'en faisais un peu. Puis c'est beaucoup la gym et la natation qui ont pris. J'en faisais comme beaucoup d'heures par semaine. Puis je faisais beaucoup de compétitions. Puis après, j'ai comme un peu arrêté, comme à mes 18 ans. Which, like, happened. C'est ça. Parce <rire> que like... l'université, tout ça. Puis quelques années plus tard, j'ai quand même continué dans ma formation. J'ai fait une formation de comédienne. Mm-hmm. Donc, il y avait continuellement, il y avait de la danse. On avait aussi du cirque. Fait que j'ai quand même continué à faire du sport. Wow. Puis après, ben, je suis allée dans le derby. Cool. Mais le derby est comme mon premier vrai sport d'équipe okay. parce que le baseball c'était comme yeah, plus pour le fun c'était moins compétitif yeah, yeah. c'était comme plus mais j'ai adoré ça par exemple Like I learned about it as a kid. It was uh, Magic Cards and <laughs> Magic Cards and Nintendo. Uh, I was coaching yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> Two sport <laughs> keys. That's what they called them. Hardcore esports. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I was on track in high school. <laughs> you, you jerk. No, but that's it. But like, is it weird to suddenly like as I as like an adult suddenly someone's like coaching you, and is that like a weird transition to be like you're like. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it, for me, it wasn't so much because I had the theater background. Oh, it's like a director. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like a direct, having directors, just being constantly working with a crew, working mm-hmm. together. Um, and also at the same time, I was very eager to learn. Okay. Where as soon as I started, I g- kind of got bit by it and yeah. started realizing just how cool it was. And I started in the Bay Area too. Okay. So I started with one of the best teams in the world. Uh, and seeing how good they were, I was like, I want to do that. I don't know if I want to hit people, but I want to do that. So How I was, was it that you ended up starting over there? Uh, I was working out in San Francisco okay. for a tech company at the okay. time. Okay, cool. So I, I needed something to do yeah. <laughs> besides the typing, as yeah. the aforementioned typing. Uh, but so then the follow-up question to that is, as coaches, because you guys obviously coach that guy, like, do you, you must deal with some players who are not necessarily used to receiving coaching? And I was kind of figured, like, how do you yeah. guys approach that with, like, mm-hmm. different personalities? Because, like, I've often, and I've seen a lot of coaches kind of struggle with this, where they're just sort of like, especially someone who's not used to receiving direction, views it as like maybe an attack. And you're like, no, 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 I just want, I'm trying to make you better. Like, <laughs> that's the goal is to make you better here. It's like, I know you're trying your best, but as coaches, how do you kind of uh, like address that with your skaters? Like, yeah. 
Gimana? I I think that the key is like to have a really good like confident mm-hmm. uh, relationship with your t- players mm-hmm. and also like uh, to be honest. Okay. And this is mm-hmm. something that I'm also asking to my skaters. Yeah. It's like I can be honest if you're honest with yourself mm-hmm. and with me and after that like we can do anything it's okay because like there is this confidence so yeah that's it and on top of that i feel like it's really everybody learns differently everybody learns the sport differently and because it's so new in many ways you know we have foundational skills that we can trace back to hockey or anything like that but overall we are it was very much the blind leading the blind in terms of (laughs) coaching for a long time Um, and I'm very grateful that like, again, going back, I hate to like keep on harping theater, 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 but like in all honesty, being able to work with angry and, and passionate actors is probably the best precursor to Yeah, being I was going <laughs> to say, I was like, I was like, World Derby does have a reputation for often the leagues having some drama yeah. around them. And I know. And at the very least a performance element. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, no, well, the entrances are very, yeah. very theatrical yeah. of Roller Derby. But yeah, but then. Passionate, but, yeah. I think, yeah, is the right, no, is the right word. Yeah. Where it's, 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 it's more that all, we're all in this sport, you know, it doesn't pay us money. We pay money to play it. Sure. Yeah. So by nature, everybody has a stake in this that they don't necessarily have in all of their extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. And so being able to recognize that in somebody and say, okay, clearly, like, you need to learn a different way. And I think something that, you know, I admire about Sirius and our coaching staff in general is that we're very, I feel like we we really take time to get to know all of our players, Mm -hmm. figure out what works for them and what doesn't work for them. And because we have four different people on our coaching staff, we're able to really identify, it's like, these players respond really well to this type of feedback, and you work better with these players and I work better with these players and that way if they're not getting you know a drill one of us can go and like help break it down for them in a right. more concise way and it yeah. also oh go ahead I was, gonna, I was gonna say especially since you guys are like on uh like home team coaches you're these are for a lot of these players their first team yes right mm-hmm. like it's like I mean other than I guess maybe someone who transferred and then ended up on a home team but like I'd say most of your roster the Rakai would be the first team for the player. Yeah. Right? Whether, I mean, obviously, they might be veterans who've been in the league for a while, but like that must be how does that work when, or not say how does it work, but like when you're dealing with someone who you draft, I guess, out of the Smash squad and you're like, welcome to the team, like, do you guys have like a, a method of like welcoming a new player or like do you, or do you just have to start from scratch and just into like, the fire? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you've obviously you've seen them like skate their fundamentals and stuff on Smash squads. So you have a better idea of their talent, but how do you? bring them into Rakai what is that process like yeah well uh, for the front part yeah. I'm gonna do the front part okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> do that on fait que on se met les uns derrière les autres puis on se tient les mains puis on demande aux nouveaux joueurs de courir puis de sauter dans les airs puis on le rattrape puis on le fait voler dans les airs ok wow that's like a whole c'est le baptême de la Rakai it's like a whole trust thing too. Where you're yes. just like yeah. That's yeah, terrifying. We've got a we've got some great slow mo video of them of our two newest recruits mm-hmm. just like whoosh, hair going four feet in the air. I really like it. There's something to be said about trust exercises, especially again yeah. you're playing a sport on wheels where you basically have to trust your team. Yeah, exactly. Because if you don't play as a team, you can't you can't win. Um, right. I, I I dabble in the stand up comedy arts, and I'm just trying to envision now a trust exercise ever happening amongst stand up comedians. <laughs> just and, and in, I, in, in Inevitably and I feel like, like no, like the like, first, the first so one, off the first one, off the first one, yeah. it would never work. Can I have it, your it, slot now? It wouldn't <laughs> even work once, yeah. And then like, yeah, and it'd be hilarious, and yeah. <laughs> everyone would laugh, be like, 
Just get like Reese and Vendito and something like that. We're, we're going to toss Waldrop in the air. Just everybody turns around simultaneously. Broken. Smash. But no, to follow up on that, um, one of the other things that I think Sirius, you started last year and that I think is really awesome is that when we have players at the beginning of the season and then also when we draft players mid-season, they sit down with our coaches and really they go over like who they see themselves as as a player mm-hmm. and what they would like to do and how they would like to progress in the season. And we actually have uh, little little forms um, and fish, uh, <laughs> at, where they, they sit down after every practice um, and they have like weekly goals and monthly goals that they go over and set for themselves. Cool. And coaches get to look at that. And it, I think I feel like it's a really helpful way to get their mind into like, this is what Rakai is, is like, we're a family, we're a family that works hard uh, and, and uh, occasionally throws our players into the air. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I really, I love that aspect about it. I think it sets their mind really quickly into goal setting and thinking about their future career. Cool. And I guess, and I guess I'd like just to, to follow up on that. You might have a different vision of where you want a player to be than a player does. Like, if you have like a really talented player who doesn't say want to join the skids because they don't want to travel or mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. you could be like driving them, driving them. They're gonna be like, "Yo, cool, that's not where I want to be." Like, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm happy on that guy. Like we used to, uh, uh, Kathleen uh, K Dog, mm-hmm. like talked about not wanting to travel because she wanted to have a family, and she played on Rakai for like a couple of years just not interested in travel teams on like as she like headed towards her retirement you know like Mm -hmm. and it was just kind of interesting because she was like good enough to maybe kick it up to the next level but was like no i don't want to leave montreal i enjoy skating in montreal and like staying in montreal i don't want to travel i don't want to do anything so it's kind of interesting that you sit there and like have that open communication with your players to be like what do you (laughs) want out of this like regardless of maybe where i see you as a coach What's your goal as a player? You know, like they might not line up. I think what's really awesome about our players is that they, because we are so honest with them, they Mm -hmm. are pretty good about being honest with us. And I think for, for coaches, it really doesn't matter whether a player wants to be home team level or sexpos or skids. What matters is that they have the drive to push themselves however far they want to go. So it's like, as long as they show up to practice with a willingness to like get better doesn't matter if that get better eventually results in them traveling internationally yeah. or not. It's yeah, just yeah. if you if you leave practice having been like two percent better than you were the day before, then that's awesome. That's that's, cool. that's like we feel like our job is successful as coaches. <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to ask uh, serious about we talked about this a little bit in like the pre-interview that you don't actually coach from the bench during the games. Yes. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like to be on the bench. So do you like to, I guess, is it you prefer having the big picture or do you just not uh, like getting yeah, caught I, up in the insanity of being on the bench? or So, so, uh, so yeah, I prefer like to be like, like more uh, je veux parler en français go, go. Uh, <laughs> mais je préfère uh, comme regarder de loin mm-hmm. et je commence à me dire encore de plus loin peut-être pour uh, le reste de l'année mm-hmm. uh, pour avoir comme voir la big picture puis justement comme comme on disait tantôt je pense que souvent on a tendance à donner beaucoup d'informations aux joueurs mais les informations qu'on donne durant un match doivent être précises et claires yeah. et des fois c'est juste une qui compte et j'ai l'impression que en n'étant pas investi moi en tant que coach dans la game et en la regardant de loin ça me permet de regarder les 15 premières minutes comprendre la nature du match puis dire ok c'est ça qui manque yeah. c'est ça qu'il faut il faut qu'on se concentre sur ça puis transmettre cette information à R2 mm-hmm. puis qu'après comme like, ça, ouais. moi c'est, yeah. c'est ça que j'aime 
Parce que, if I am on the bench, I want to play. So. <laughs> Where, you're like, no! Yeah. Why are, mm. And R2, how's the French? Uh, assez bien. Assez bien, um, okay, yeah. Je comprends oui. assez bien, mais, yeah. uh, mais je parle mal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same, same, yeah. I, I, it is interesting, actually, to, to be coaching a, a team that is mostly francophone. Um, okay. We have a couple of anglophones, but for the most part, French is everybody's first language, and they're comfortable being coached in English, but I... I'm trying and making like a, an effort <laughs> to try and learn specific terms en français so that uh, when I'm coaching, I'm not just like, I'm going to talk to you in English and I'm going to expect you to understand it whether or not you're comfortable. <laughs> like, I'd, no, that's not great. Uh, but yeah, I, I also love that our coaching staff is also mostly bilingual. So it, again, if like we're trying to explain something and it's not making quite sense, we have other members of coaching who can kind of fill in Employee. on that as well. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Visa the East is ostensibly the reason that you guys are on the podcast. The hype <laughs> up Visa the East. Can you tell us a little bit about what Beast of the East is and uh, why it's so much fun? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Have you guys? Did you guys? Were you guys coaching Rakai last year? No, she was. I was not. Okay. I was. Yeah. That yeah. was my first Beast of the East. Yeah. And my first Beast was actually last year as well. Watching it, um, I'm a player on Team Canada, so okay. Team Canada had an expo game against the t against right. the Montreal Men, yeah. uh, and I wasn't playing in that, but I got a chance to see the Beast in its full glory, <laughs> <laughs> and it was definitely a. It's what I, you know, I've been to a number of derby tournaments. I've coached in the Men's Roller Derby Association. I've played in the Women's uh, Roller Derby Association. And like to actually see the beast is like, this is a crazy tournament. It's one of the <laughs> wackiest, most fun tournaments I've ever seen in my life. Did you say that the Team Canada played the Montreal men? Yes. So it was like an intergender game? Yep. Demolished uh. them. <laughs> yeah. Demolished yeah. them. Yeah. It, it was like 300. How often does that happen? Like, um, does something like that happen? We, we do all gender it was, it was 300 fairly. To yeah. 300 and something to 60 something. Yeah. Okay. It was 300 yeah. to less than 100. That's and like, a, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Montreal, Montreal did a great job. Uh, I actually am one of the coaches for um, MRDM, uh, the Montreal men's team. And how many and men are there playing this sport? Like, like is good it? Number. Yeah, is, quite a quite a number. Um, what I really appreciate about the, the men's side, and it's really disingenuous to call it the men's side because it really is the all gender side. Um, yeah. the, okay. men's, the men's association was very early on saying, like we're going to be a welcoming place to everybody and in fact montreal's team has a bunch of folks who identify as men but also people who sure. identify as non-binary and even sure. a couple of women from the from the women's league who okay. also just want more skate time right so um there's a am i crazy this the tiny tiny tiny, tiny yeah area. tiny played for uh tiny played for mrdm uh last yeah. season and even yeah. played in that team canada game yeah. against team canada yeah, exactly. which was kind of fun uh so and former rakai as yeah. well who's keeping it Mange, to theme Mange played on the um monst has i think at some point but she played for team canada during yeah, yeah, yeah. that has played for game. years though no yeah yeah Mange yeah. has uh, played for everybody yeah because like, i think that was she, she was holding with Catherine, right? yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's it yeah so as her ego steve with a mustache? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, Sirius's boyfriend uh, used to play and might still might come play for us at some point when he regains his, his sea legs. There's about, um, I'd say, 46 uh, active leagues, uh, men's leagues, that are registered by the MRDA. Mm -hmm. um, and then there are, I'd say, the top 15 to 20 are quite good yeah. um, and very, you know, very challenging. I coached the number number four to number 10 team in the world uh, for three years. So I had a fair bit of experience in cool. that. 
in that arena. It's yeah. cool. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, it's, just, I, it's just different. It's it is, not. It is very. Different. It's not the women's different. sport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I love. I love it because it's different. But at the same point, I feel like the women's. What I appreciate about them is that they very much let the women's sport be the sport right it's yeah. not they they are in no interest they have no interest in being like we want to be on espn and we want to be the yeah, people yeah, yeah. like taking over they're very deferential to the fact that it yeah. started with the wfda i also like as a as a as a non-player but as a, as a long-time spectator and announcer like having watched it i if you watch the nuance not i, I don't want to say it's it is like you said like a very different sport like watching watching men play roller derby and watching like wftda roller derby is a very very different sport and i find as a as a spectator th- there's a lot more like nuance and strategy in the women's side whereas mm-hmm. like the men's side just focuses on like <laughs> really big hits which are like very <laughs> exciting but like with like the higher center of gravity that a man has you're just sort of like it just becomes like a demolition derby very quickly <laughs> and i'm like it's a little not like it kind of ends up being a little less interesting personally oh absolutely like, it, just, it becomes like maybe a little more like spectacular because there's guys flying everywhere <laughs> like in men's roller derby but when you're watching like the strategies and stuff i find typically when you're watching the 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 wftda level roller derby you're watching a lot of nuance and a lot of like a lot more strategy it seems whereas guys just go out there going like full tilt and smashing into each other every time and you're like okay yeah it's kind of like, crazy uh, to watch it's fun i don't yeah. want to diminish anything from it but no, and I think that what I always uh, describe it as is it's about 10 to 15 years behind the WFTDA yeah. in terms of strat. Like the WFTDA when it first started was very, uh, very smashy, smashy yeah, too, yeah, yeah. just a little <laughs> less explosivity. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have faith that the guys and the the all like the, all of all of the genders participating in the MRDA will find their. But maybe, eventually. but maybe if it <laughs> continues to be that way, that's yeah. fine too. Though. Exactly. Like, there's nothing. Know, like... Well, there's nothing wrong with having fun. I feel like that's what I really love about that side. Is it? That's about having fun. The way that home teams are about having yeah, fun exactly. too, right? Like, not everything has to be international travel level. <laughs> with super nuance. Yeah, How many guys do you, do you know? Do you know guys that play? Uh, I know guys who used to play, like oh, uh, Patricide, one sure. of our referees used to play. Yeah, like Pat used to play. Yeah, yeah, sure, Pat. Uh, right. Yeah, Pat he's, is about he's the one of the guy. coaches now as well for the men's league. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jeep used to play, like a uh, null pointer ref used to play. Like a lot of the refs used to play, and then kind of. Like, just, like, dial the back and we're like, let's, I mean, let's stay refing instead yeah. of just, like, risking injuries and stuff. Let me get, let, uh, I want to get real here. I want to get real, though. Oh, oh. So, there's, so you, 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 I mean, you've readily mentioned that this is, like, something that you put money into and not necessarily something that you make money from. Mm-hmm. And I understand that doing, like, you know, doing the comedy thing for as long <laughs> as I A little bit of I overlap have. sometimes. Yeah. Sure but you probably spent more money than you've made as a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> we're just not going to talk about so, that. <laughs> But I mean, like, how and how do you, at this point in both of your lives, like, how do you sort of, like, uh, make that work? Like, the commitment to Derby and the commitment to everything else, I guess. Because you guys Serious. are committed at a high yeah. level. We, as we mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, new, the, the, the new skids on the block are, what's your rank now? Eighth. Eighth? I was like, I was like I, my head was eighth, but I was like, it might have moved up or down. But yeah, so the eighth ranked team in the world, basically, uh... Like so, this is, you're very serious. If if this was like another era, you're like, like a, just stepping on my question. No, I'm just saying, if this was 20 or 30 <laughs> years from now, you guys would be pro athletes, right? If this was like in the future, but you're not. You're still at the point where you need to help pay and support the league. <laughs> like you look at women's hockey in the United States, and maybe yeah. we'll never be pro athletes, but they're getting there. Yeah, like, little by little. <laughs> no, serious. I feel like you have a good uh, story on this side. <laughs> okay, donc. Um, 
I think it's really like a choice. Enfin, en tout cas, pour moi, au niveau de mon porte-monnaie, de l'argent, <rire> c'est comme un vrai choix. C'est-à-dire que pratiquement tout est dirigé vers ça. C'est-à-dire que comme j'ai, enfin, moi, j'ai peu d'argent, puis ça, ça me convient, là, mais, <rire> mais, mais tout est dirigé vers ça. Fait que, mettons, toutes mes habitudes ont changé, tu sais, comme mes sorties, mes, mes choses comme ça, tout, tout a été dirigé comme tout vers le, le derby, puis comme, tu sais, je dois planifier à l'année, tu sais, pour ça. Fait que, tu sais, ça change beaucoup de choses, ça change des choix aussi, comme ma famille est en France, mon autre, mon autre, part, mon autre famille est à Chypre, which is it's like a little island. Okay. Where, what was the second place you said? Cyprus. Oh, Cyprus. Okay, all right. I've never heard um, that said in French before. C'est vraiment des choix parce que c'est des choix en ce moment que je fais et où je passe pas du temps avec ces personnes-là non plus parce yeah. que après il y a l'argent la, des voyages et tout ça. Yeah. Puis l'investissement dans la ligue aussi. C'est comme après tu plus tu y es, plus tu y vas. Je suis coach. J'ai été présidente de la ligue. Je suis aide de comité. Comme on coach les mardis soirs des fois. Genre c'est c'est tout est dirigé vers en tout cas moi je sais que pratiquement tout est dirigé en ce moment vers là puis des fois c'est très éreintant pour de vrai c'est sure. très fatigant yeah. Comme yeah. Des yeah. Fois. <rire> mais quand on se retrouve en voyage puis qu'on joue qu'on soit sur le ce sport est tellement beau puis moi j'aime tellement jouer puis j'aime tellement mon équipe That's que quand j'y suis yeah. je sais pourquoi je le refais yeah. and if it ever like stops being worth it. Presumably, yep. you would like change your like mm -hmm. change your life. Like as long as you're getting your rewards from it, it, like it makes sense to devote your life to it. If you're still doing like that's like the rewarding thing in your life, why would you stop? Like obviously, it involves sacrificing other parts, but you know, if it's making you feel good at the end, why? Like, it's arguably like it's it's one of the most strangely like committed sort of like subculture like sports or like team or like subcultures that I've seen and even if you hold it up to like to like independent wrestling yeah it's it's arguably more structured and like and and like the level of commitment yeah. there and it's like in terms of payoffs and stuff like well, that the crazy like part at least like I said having having kind of not quite at, from the full rebirth of the sport but like still watching it grow for 10 years here in Montreal and just sort of like internationally You guys are really at the. You're still in the like baby steps of the sport, you know. Like, mm. like yeah. Walter and I are pretty big like uh, pro wrestling fans. It's like pro wrestling has had like a long track record long time. Of, of being profitable, but you know, like yeah. it's been around for a long time. People know how to make money with it. People like people understand it. You can go to. But that being said, there's still like a big base of that pyramid where people are not making a lot of money. No, but if you ask anyone like. How does pro wrestling work? Most people know. If you ask most people how roller derby works, they'll have this vague kind of idea. Or of, what is roller derby? Yeah, you might exactly. <laughs> a lot of people will just be like, "What's roller derby?" Or just maybe if they and if they have heard of it, it's like the like. Yeah. Remember the network. Is that that thing where they elbow peach each other in the face and then punch yeah. each other? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, no. the old, uh, what do you call it? like the roller games mm -hmm. show on TV? And like Which stuff. used to come after wrestling. Yeah, but yeah. mm -hmm. was also also <laughs> had a lot more to do with wrestling because it had like staged fights. Mm -hmm. and yeah, everything. exactly. Like, yeah. And it was like not really a sport so then you're like yeah it's a little bit like that but now imagine it was a real sport <laughs> is, there, is there anywhere where they still play with the uh, slanted bank track, track. yeah the there bank, are is that what it is, is it bang I'm yeah. oh, bank no. track yeah. slanted track is racist thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh. excuse me uh, but bank <laughs> 
Bank but, track, yeah. There yeah. are a number of bank track leagues. Uh, Los Angeles has one. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia has one. Yeah. And uh, that's like a, and that's a completely separate thing. Completely, yeah. Right. Different well, we, rule set and everything. Yeah. Different. I, rule I, know, set, I know that, but yeah. like, and what's what's the participation level like in that? Is there a? It's still uh, the, very high. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's a lot still less than flat track. Yeah. Well, it's not. So it's not the number of people is much much smaller, and that's partially due to the buy-in required to play on a bank. Yeah, and it's harder. Yeah. There's more of an infrastructure. Yeah. Bank right? track like costs roughly sixty thousand dollars. Sixty thousand. Yeah, and you also need a a, a place to store it. Oh, so it comes apart. Well, yeah. I mean, of course it does. What yes, am I but also yeah, right. permanent place, right? Yeah. Wow. Exactly. I mean, that's the one thing. There are only like I would say ten or fifteen really great bank track leagues in the United States, at least, and Canada, is because it's so expensive, and they all own their warehouses. Is it inherently more physical? No, or like more, maybe not physical, more, more aggressive, more violent. I would say almost, almost less, because one of the things about bank track is that if you get knocked out of play, you can't rejoin play. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh. well, you can rejoin. You just have to rejoin at the back of the pack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like, but it's like, but it's a lot different in terms of like the rejoining, like, and and that takes you out because you're going so much faster on the bank. Yeah, track. that's like, it. A lot of players won't risk getting knocked out of play because it's like a mini penalty that happens every time versus flat track. You get knocked out of play, you just like scoot back in. Like the physical, not to say there's no physicality, but having watched a lot of bank track, it ends up being almost less like Smash Mouth because it's much more like calculated. Yeah, bank track is more like I'd say it's more like a relay or like a speed race um, because you get so much more speed on the bank, Uh, and then the hits that you get, uh, the only real like crazy hits you get is if someone acts. Accidentally on purpose get somebody over the side, uh, which well, I was doesn't. About to ask, yeah, does that happen uh, on occasion. Oh, not, wow. not, not so often because it requires a lot of force. Because yeah. think about it, you're lifting up yeah, on a track. Go, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a very tricky move to pull off. I've seen it Are happen like once in LA. Type boards. Yeah, yeah, there's or, boards. You can get like, yeah. the boards. Yeah, that's yeah. they're railings. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, it's, like, it's like hockey height basically. Like, yeah, you could get up and over. But it's it's rare. It all sounds very exciting. It's though. it's fun. It's a different. How far physical. away are we from a rollerball situation where there's motorcycles <laughs> hanging on? Oh my gosh! And just like to get the extra. Really Check back away. in ten years. <laughs> just when it goes completely insane. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you guys about was as as coaches, do you have any like hilarious stories that you want to share with our listeners of like? Just stuff that you've seen either on your team or another team, like a, a little backstage. Greatest roller derby bloopers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like a little backstage kind of. Come des. Just come des fals ou quelque chose qui se passe. What's your best roller derby like story that's hilarious about rakai or in general or in general oh. like i said it could be another team you saw like i've got a good one from my first scrimmage ever okay. which is super embarrassing uh so my first scrimmage ever where i never i'd never played roller derby and i was showing up to like try and try out for the full bay area team mm-hmm. uh I come and I have had a huge busy day at work, so I didn't eat anything except Trader Joe's mango slices. So this okay. is little dried mango yeah, slices yeah, yeah, in a yeah, bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I get there and they're like, oh, hey, new girl, you're going to be the jammer, the point scorer, and you're going to be the jammer one every three jams because our Oof. other jammers are sick. <laughs> so someone who has never played roller derby before, have fun going yeah, once every, th- every three. Also, you're not a, you know, I wasn't an athlete at that point. Yeah, I was barely on skates. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actively want to hit you. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like I knew they were. <laughs> trying to help you, but they also don't. Really <laughs> so they might be also 
liability. Exactly. It's all <laughs> it's all not so great. Uh, and of course, the team that we were playing had all of their Bay Area All Stars. So <laughs> I was essentially playing against walls of like really really crazy people. And I set all of this up just to say that like I made it through that scrimmage. I got my. You're still playing roller. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's like exactly. It was a trial by fire. I made it through that scrimmage, but I I got off the the track. It was like the very last jam. I heard the final whistle blow. Everybody got up and went to like high five each other. And I turned in the bench and just vomited up all of the yeah, all of the mangoes. Excuse me, mangoes. Yeah. Oh no, no. It's <laughs> I'm like I felt so embarrassed. I'm like no one's ever gonna want to play with me. And uh, Demanda Riot, who's a lo- very like early icon of roller derby and longtime Bay Area player, comes up and pats me on the back and she's like. Now you're really a derby player. <laughs> Go clean that up. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you did, like, as soon as you said that you were like throwing up, I don't want to draw attention to anyone others, but like, if you watch enough high-level roller derby, you see girls puking on the bench like relatively often. Like, oh, yeah? Yeah, it's not, an, it's not an unusual sight to <laughs> occasionally see someone like have a bucket and just be Trash like... Trash can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like, you're like, oh, like you watch like high-level derby, you see it. Not all the time, but often enough that you're like, Ugh. is that because? And is that from the phys- physicality or the going, nerves going or full tilt, yeah. nerves getting hit exhaustion. Upon, exhaustion, yeah, pushing yourself through on a tournament, like just a variety of factors. Like if you've ever, I'm sure your father has thrown up. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. No, never once. <laughs> no, but that's it. Like when you're just like pushing yourself like beyond your where your body tells you to stop. Your like body's next reaction is to be like puke now. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. Uh, Sirius, do you have any hilarious roller derby stories you want to share? Uh, well, je suppose c'est one time I moved to Montreal. <laughs> c'est vraiment drôle, mais ça m'est arrivé uh, comme une. Uh, c'était uh, pendant mes mes premières playoffs uh, à Montréal, donc okay. c'était à Montréal. Puis uh, puis j'ai perdu uh, mon verre de contact okay. yeah. comme contact, sur contact, la traque. Yeah, yeah. oh, oh, nice. Puis comme je bloquais. Dans le milieu d'un, d'un parti. Oui, c'est yeah. ça. Puis je bloquais, puis que je l'avais dans la main. <rire> et du coup, je continuais de bloquer. Puis après ça, ça s'est enchaîné qu'il y a comme le arm bends de quelqu'un qui s'est accroché comme sur mon casque. <rire> puis pour continuer dans la lignée après, comme une fois, j'ai comme retiré mon, mon cover de pivot est tombé. Puis je savais pas où le mettre. Puis j'étais comme... <rire> je l'ai mis dans la bouche. Il y a une grosse photo où je suis comme, avec, comme en train de bloquer avec comme, mon cover de pivot dans la bouche. <rire> Puis Is c'est dégueulasse. Dégueulasse. Do you have like this? Is there? Do you try to uh, bring in like some like comedy into into what you do? Is that why? Is that where your name comes from? Or are you just a big like Heath Ledger fan? No, I think yes. I like to do like I like funny things. Yeah, I like to. I'm really serious. Like you can like you can ask to her to like during a game or a practice. I'm really focused. Yeah, but on the side sometimes I'll. I don't know. I'm doing weird things, <laughs> kind of like dancing <laughs> or like. Singing. Well, yeah, everybody, everybody has their like yeah. you know, their, their yeah. dugout routine, but right? Like, I like to do that. I think that's for derby. It's also about fun, having fun. So 
so before we move to five questions, yeah. I do just want to bring it back to Beast one more yeah. time. Yeah. We're talking about Beast oui. so much. <laughs> we're coming all the, already close to the end of it. Uh, so what is Beast of the East, if, uh, if, if the listener doesn't know? Like, all right. Go so for it. Français. Alors, le Beast of the East, c'est des équipes maison qui se réunissent pour un championnat. Fait qu'il y a des équipes qui viennent de Québec, d'Ottawa, puis comme ça dépend, peut y avoir aussi ailleurs. Dans les États aussi. Oui. If I'm not mistaken, the plan is usually it's predominantly Canadian, and then if there's spots, then they open it to the US. That's the makeup of the team. So if there's enough Canadian teams, it would be a Canadian tournament. But then after that, they open it up to the American. I think this year it's all Canadian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All the spots mm. are filled. Yeah, yeah. We see Ontario, uh, Quebec, Nouvelle-Écosse. Um, is New- I don't know if New Brunswick's in it this year. They were in it last PI year. Team? No, no oh. PEI. Monkton had a team last year. Yeah. Halifax too. Halifax had the. Ha- the Harbour grudges are coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in Nova Scotia, so I have a, ho- oh, yeah. a soft spot for Harbour <laughs> You keep like dropping like these crazy like geographic oh, yeah. <laughs> disparities. Like you just get like anyway, and then it was on the, the <laughs> West <laughs> Coast, and I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? It's like I I travel a lot, not as much as you. France. Yeah. <laughs> was he was your like marathon running dad also like in the military? No. Or like was he like a <laughs> scientist or okay. No, he no. just married a Canadian. So. Yeah. <laughs> He's just been all over yeah. though. C'est ça qui se rencontre puis il y a des poules des des comme des matchs éliminatoires. Puis on se retrouve comme au fur et à mesure à avoir un vrai championnat. Fait que c'est pour ça que c'est super excitant parce qu'il y a plein d'équipes qui sont des home teams qui ont souvent comme beaucoup aussi tu sais comme leur leur appartenance tu sais comme la racaille les filles du les filles du roi les ditas ou comme l'équipe d'Ottawa aussi tu sais comme qui s'habille center block east block west block fait que tu sais il y a il y a tout il y a tout un folklore vraiment intéressant oui oui c'est vrai Not to disparage the sport, but like one of the uh, issues that roller derby has is that if a game is a blowout, it like as a fan, it's hard to watch a blowout. Like, because you're like, oh, I'm sitting there for an hour, and this game was basically decided in the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, and Wait. the way the points like pile up in numbers in roller derby, like 15 minutes into a game, you can kind of know its outcome, unless there's something really shocking turnaround. But with a 20-minute game, even if it's a blowout, you're only like 10 minutes away from the next game. So, like as a fan, it's like insane oh. to watch because you're like 20 minutes, and you're like, it, sometimes you'll have like the tightest games in the world, and it'll be like right, one right after the other yeah, too, yeah. or something. Think, it'll be 40-10, last, and then last, <laughs> last year I think had the first overtime in Beast. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a so cool. against. I don't remember. But I think it was the first ever Beast of the East overtime where <laughs> after 20 minutes it was. I don't remember, but it was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. One of the Toronto games was crazy because yeah, it was yeah. like 40-10. Toronto was behind, and then Monster Muffin came out and was like, I'm going to do a 35-point jam. <laughs> no one stop me. Yeah. And, that, and that's the other thing on the short games yeah. is that uh, you can't, the, like the point gap can never get that big. So even if you mm-hmm. have a team that's playing dominant for like 15 minutes, a dominant 15 minutes only gave them like a 30-40 point lead, and five minutes is enough to kind of catch that 30 40 point lead mm-hmm. so you sometimes have like these epic comebacks all in a 20 minute game like i tell a lot of people to if they've never kind of watched roller derby that like beast is a great but if you're gonna do yeah. one thing on roller derby i would say 
commit to a like going at least to the Sunday. So you can watch some of the 20 minute games, then you can watch some of the longer finals games. Mm-hmm. If you want to go hard, you go on Saturday. You guys are what at like 7? Yeah, 8 8 no, 8, eight o'clock. A. A. We have the first game or eight second a. game. 8 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Saturday goes from like 8 a.m. to like <laughs> 9 p.m. It's an insane, like, 13-hour day of roller derby. All the derby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> From the inside, is different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it goes very quickly. Like, yeah, it goes really yeah, quickly. Yeah. You're like, oh, our next game cool is down. here. <laughs> you have to eat. Yeah. Try to not puke. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite things about Beast is there's the Ontario fans who are, like, only there for Beast of the East. Like, the Montreal fans will usually, like, come and go because we have, like, other places to be where it's like, oh, look, check out a few games and, like, maybe go home or maybe go whatever. But there's, like, the Ontario fans that show up in the morning with their chairs, like, set up their chairs trackside <laughs> and they just, like, sit there and get, like, 12 hours drunk. And you're just, like, those people are just here and they're, like... Do they still do the beer mids? Uh, if they had, we don't have cans anymore. Oh no! What happened? We, uh, yeah. the, the Montreal Roller Derby is now sponsored by Bose, and we pour it off. Oh cups. snap! They, they build beermans of the cups, but those can like get blown over. <laughs> yeah. The skater goes like too close. Like, Although we Oof. do have a cider sponsor, and we had Who's cans. The cider sponsor? Yeah. Oh, uh, Beaupre. I want to say I have to I check. Yeah. I yeah. I <laughs> Bose at the Round Robin had their cans. Yeah. So. <laughs> But I know the plan is to keep I want to do that. I want to go in. Je veux comme casser yeah. le ouais, yeah. Destroy that pyramid. C'est un, une annonce. Une annonce pour l'année. S'il y a des fans qui veulent le faire, je veux bien venir la casser à la fin du game. Yes. Like, back in the old days, when the game was like more or less done, in the last jam, the jammer would just like dive like, <laughs> straight into the pyramid like just like one of the jammers like it wouldn't even necessarily be the winning team or whatever it would just be like one of the jammers if the game was like out of reach in the last jam one of the jammers was like smashing through a pyramid <laughs> yeah, exactly. being like, this is what's happening right now like intentional just skate off the track and shoot into a pyramid i think a pyramid is still a pyramid if it's made of cups though that's fine it is but oh, the yeah. problem is, is that it can honestly get it's too light over. yeah, yeah. that's why you gotta leave a little <laughs> bit of beer in each you did cup. tape uh, loonies to the bottom of the epic the epic beasts of these pyramids were like in like, uh, one year they had like a 3d one that was like not just like a wall it was like a, a real pyramid oh like, wow like built on four sides this oh, huge that's like cool. three-dimensional <laughs> structure of so many beers and someone crashed into it it was like so if there's a good beer made going because you'll be up in the up in the stands watching don't yeah. hesitate at beast to just run down and just like <laughs> and yeah. all of a sudden be like there's the coach <laughs> <laughs> when rakai I'm wins so the game happy. <laughs> so are you, are you guys going to be repeat champions is i guess the, the next important question i mean our our players certainly have the the medal for it and the spirit for it like we're really really proud of every like both of our our jammers our pivots our blockers everybody's been putting in such amazing work that like I'm really excited about it. Also, we're any, go ahead. I was going to say, do you have any teams to watch outside of? I mean, obviously, for listening to this, it's a Montreal podcast. We have the three Montreal teams, which is Pizzoa, Contrabandidas, and La Racai. But yeah. are there any t- other teams that you guys want to keep an eye on? I'm very curious to see what Ottawa will do because, of course, their leagues. There merged? were two, yeah, two Ottawa leagues that merged into one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto, on their side, has also they've uh, they've seen a real uptick in in new players with some real yeah, talent. They have the, the, their old guard kind of spent the last few years. And they retiring. will they will have also. Like Choke, who was yeah. like part of Rakai yeah. and who is yeah, like yeah. into. 
exactly. So keeping an eye, and like I said before, I, I, I have a special place in my heart for Harbor Grudges. Yeah. I was really excited to see them progress so far it's last also year. one of my favorite derby names <laughs> yeah. from Halifax. It's Harbor <laughs> Grudges, but like Harbor. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I was like, I was like oh, A plus, A plus wordplay. I word love name. myself a good pun. <laughs> What was, uh, isn't there one about like the fog or something too? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh I gosh. Um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? I had a question and then I got distracted by Halifax talking about. Oh yeah, the other thing about Beast of the East that's kind of interesting is that, like you mentioned, it's uh, home teams which don't typically travel yeah. play against each other. Yeah. Like, most of these teams only play with the intra league. Maybe once or twice a year they'll arrange something with another league to play. But like this is sixteen home teams who are not usually traveling so it's like it's kind of a it's very exciting it's not the highest quality of roller derby you're not watching a wftda game but it's still very like interesting to watch kind of people who are like very passionate and kind of like often at the beginning of their derby careers Mm -hmm. you know like a lot of these home team players are in maybe like their first to third year of roller derby so you can see the kind of beginning of a roller derby player pan out at Beast of the East. It's really, like, exciting. It's incredible. What I also love about it is roller derby has progressed so much in terms of what a starting player looks like. Yeah. Whereas oh, yeah. even, like, four years ago, the level of talent and the level of drive and understanding of strategies that we have from our first-year players, I'm like, it took me three years of roller derby to understand what you understand with nine months under your belt. Mm-hmm. So being able to see the, like, what the new, le- like, base level of competition yeah, looks yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. super exciting. Oh, yeah. You're gonna sure. see some and, I mean, really and, cool and things. Watch that from like from like I said from Beast Two to this is now Beast Eleven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. From Beast Two to Beast Eleven, like a Beast game looks very different. You could use it just be like, like you'd watch like some of those like weird mismatch games of like <laughs> mm-hmm. entire teams who were playing their like both teams were playing their like first competitive team game against each other. Like they'd only like run practices and like maybe a couple scrimmages, and you're like, oh, this is. A weird thing to watch is people kind of <laughs> bumping into it. And now you don't, like, that basically doesn't happen. Like, everybody has their head in the game and has, like, an understanding of strategy. Like, talent's going to kind of be all over the place, mm-hmm. but you the level of, like, beginner beast team is so different from how it was, like, 10 years ago. 100%. Five questions, Walter? Five question segment. Okay, so we ask the same three questions to all of our guests, and then we ask a question to you from our last guest. And then the last question, we want to know what you would want to ask to our future guests. So mm. think about that while it happens. Question number one is aliens, robots, or fire? Question mark. Faut choisir. Alien, robot, ou feu? What? Wait. <laughs> Alien? Okay. That's my answer, uh, too. That's always my answer. answer. That's a valid good answer. answer. That's the best answer. That's, robots. that's my favorite answer. Robots. Yeah, it was like, you can Earth reprogram robots. Second best answer. But what, if they, what about the AI? What if it's sentient AI? I mean, AI? if it's sentient AI, AI we're not going to know. Like, we're going to be batteries in a, in a matrix. Yeah, or, like we're or we're just going to be dead. <laughs> really, the... I was going to say, you have an R, obviously R2-D to Nate. You're like, you have a heavy... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's the nerd. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, with Why So Serious, you might have gone fire. Because, like, Joker... Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Pretty, pretty mm-hmm. heavy. Yeah. Uh, question number two. Uh, what's your earliest memory? Like going back. Like what's the memory where you're like very young? Ooh. Wow. Don't think about it too hard. Like the first thing that pops into your head. Don't be like, can I remember something like further back? Like Did this used to be your best family memory. Yeah. And yeah. it got changed. Got changed. We changed everything at the one. And now it's it's your it's best memory. Or your earliest. earliest. Best. Your best earliest. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, your earliest uh, best memory. Go. Yeah, so my like a, a my sister. 
My sister. Sister. Mm -hmm. Is that Why, a particular story it's, it's, or just spending time with her? Ben, my sister at school, but that's it. Protecting me? Protecting you? Yeah. Oh, Oh, good. Okay. Did you start the fights? Sometimes. <laughs> as long as you always end them. But my sister was there. So, so you would start fights and then your sister would come and protect you. Is <laughs> <laughs> she your older or younger sister? Older. Older sister. Yeah. Okay. It would have been very funny if it was vice versa. If you started your fights then your younger sister would be like, whoa. It's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Uh, my folks are musicians, so I remember being at their music practice when I was like two years old trying to climb up a cabinet and falling. <laughs> Did the cabinet fall on you? No, I fell off the cabinet. <laughs> was it, it was like a, like a, a fix of the like wall? A fixed, or? Like a filing cabinet. Oh, okay. I probably weighed like 40 pounds, yeah. right? Well, like, you'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did it to fair. myself as a kid. I've seen videos of it. <sighs> it's a thing. Yeah. Kids, they pull out all the drawers and the, and the thing oh falls gosh. on you. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, you know what I mean? No. Yeah. It's pretty terrifying. Though. After that, when <laughs> I was a little kid, How do you say drawer in French? Oh. The, 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 the weight goes on the top. Okay, oui. Les meubles, ça se tombe sur les petits enfants. It happened to a friend of mine. It happened to me when I was a little child. Yeah. And then, oh puis après ça, puis après ça, mon père. It happened to a friend of mine like a couple months ago. Like, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I was there yeah. for the party. It was the, the Christmas deal. Yeah, yeah. He was trying and, to climb uh, Eric, the cabinet. No, no, Eric's kid pulled the thing on her. Eric's daughter. Oh, my gosh. It was the Ikea one that they had a recall on. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, they, they had so that's his way of being like, wasn't even my fault, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, they, now they sell it with, um, you can anchor it to the wall. So yeah. Like, you okay. can anchor anything to a yeah. wall, though. Yeah. Fun fact. But they sell and that th model now with the anchor and say, like, if you are using this in a child's room, please anchor, anchor it. it. Because <laughs> if a kid crawls on it, it's the way the weight. And especially those tracks that they got in the drawers, like, it's, it's automatic. Yeah. Uh, going down. It's like, super easy for the kid to pull the drawer out. And then that puts the weight even more. Forward. It just tips over. Yeah. My, yeah. After the first time I did it, my dad screwed everything to the wall. Yeah, visit to it. Name La Sapin Noel. Too sub, just, just I never so climbed, like I never climbed dressers. I climbed a lot of stuff. Oh, you're gonna say <laughs> you never climbed a Christmas tree? I'm like, you never had a Christmas yeah, tree you to never climb. To live. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Did, I did never have a Christmas tree. I suppose the bonus of being in California is that everything's always screwed to the wall because earthquakes. Right. So. How do you say Jehovah's Witnesses yeah. in French? Témoins Jehovah. Y a-t-il des témoins de Jehovah en France? They're a global religion. Même là-bas. They're like a pretty big religion. Tout le monde. Tout le monde. Uh, <laughs> Question number three: Question Are there Jehovah's Witnesses <laughs> where you are from? That's our new, that's our next question for your guest. <laughs> It's a trivia question. <laughs> True or false? True or false? Uh, well, the third question is your favorite question. Yeah. Go. No. Oh, uh, okay. Number three. Uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> This is a good question. Tell us about a time that you fucked up. <laughs> that you fucked up. <laughs> Tell us about a time. Dites-nous d'un fois que vous avez fucked up. No, fucking les affaires, it's not the same thing. No. Oh, derby? derby or life? No, 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 dans vie, dans derby, dans travail. Something that's memorable that's where you fucked up. Il y en a tellement, là. But a good one. Like. Du <laughs> toujours. Nothing that you feel uncomfortable with. Yeah, nothing that you feel uncomfortable with sharing, but something that's kind of maybe like funny or yeah. an interesting memory of you fucking up. I got married when I was 20. He got married when he was 20. <laughs> I... Oh, oh okay, so sorry. <laughs> 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 This is funny. It is funny okay. now. <laughs> 
C'est drôle maintenant. I quit my day job to try to manage a fledgling comedy cup, club for two years. And they mm. still owe you money. Oh, the oh I feel that. I feel that. An ex-boyfriend of mine owes me $40,000. Wow. Yeah. Mm. That's not nowhere near what they owe me. Yeah. Holy hell. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for for a project, so I feel was it like a like a Pokemon collection. Yeah, maybe? exactly. It okay. was you know my my prized Charizard for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's Beanie Babies. Yeah, it's Beanie Babies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, a project that we both loved dearly, and then I was convinced to put money into it and went horribly wrong. That's, that's, that's a pretty oh. solid answer. Yeah, yeah. Like, anything that involves someone owing you forty thousand dollars <laughs> was like, it a business boyfriend or otherwise? Uh, sort of. It was like it, you know, creative this venture. Is, this so is all yeah. I want to talk about now. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> you're say, like, sorry, I have I'm feelings. I'm like, oh. yeah. Well, as soon as you said that, I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah. I have that my sounds answer. like that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. Good. Thank, thankfully, for my getting married at twenty situation, we were divorced very shortly after, and there wasn't a lot of money. That was flying around. So lucky. Yeah, exactly. You could have gotten really so much worse than like just a huge mess. Yeah. We're 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 just we're filling time. Okay, so (laughs) you can't think of one thing. (laughs) No. No. Sorry. No. Oh. uh, Un derby. (laughs) Toutes les fois où j'essaie de cuisiner. Oh, c'est good. Bad in the kitchen. Like. No, kitchen is okay. It's it's more about like the cleanup. Yeah. Oh, si, ben ça. Voilà, j'ai essayé une fois de passer l'aspirateur. Ouais. Et c'était tellement long que, euh, que Antoine est venu puis a dit laisse faire, je le ferai tout le temps. <rire> fait que, depuis 7 ans, j'ai passé comme 3 fois l'aspirateur dans ma vie. The vacuum cleaner. Like, yeah. you, that, that, like, and it took you so long to do yeah, it. Yeah, it was too long for him. That your boyfriend said, don't worry about it. Yeah. I'll take care of this from now on. <laughs> yeah. That is a good fuck up. That's yeah. a really good that's fuck a really up. Good that's, like, that's amazing. That's, like, yeah. that's great. That's yeah. me, like, I'm Personally, I'm a disaster in the kitchen. Like having having You're a child. Basically, I'm also <laughs> like a child. I'm very like. Uh, first of all, I'm very scared of heat. Like I overthink heat too much. Child. Like a child. Uh, <laughs> if there's more than like one thing that has to be on like different heats at the same time, I get like very stressed out. <laughs> I'm also I have pretty bad like ADD, so I forget about. I, yo, I have so ADD much. too, and I'm high half the time when I cook. Well, but I managed to get it done, like, bro. Like, <laughs> we, were making, like, we were making something, and like my wife was like, "Oh, put this on like broil for like 30 seconds," and I was, or, or like under like a minute. Fuck. I was like, "Cool." Fuck. And then I put it, and then I just like left, <laughs> and then it was like on fire when I came back. <laughs> Why would you leave? It was only a minute. And I was like, I don't know. I thought I could make it. And uh, yeah. I'm doing this sometimes. <laughs> You're like, I thought I could go to yeah. the yeah. You know, a watch pot never boils. Yeah. Uh, a broiler will always explode. Will always explode. Yeah, like exactly. 30 always. seconds. Always. It's so hot. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. It just, it just stresses me out. Toaster so made, from hell. Stresses me out. We made a deal that I do all of the dishes. And my wife cooks, so she nah. can make as many dishes as she wants and just whatever. She's also a very good cook, which is like, I will be, like I told it to you, I was like, I will be stressed out and probably burn everything if I try to cook. <laughs> You're like a fantastic cook. I will just, I will do all the cleaning. Like, that is just, I will <laughs> cover everything that has to be cleaned. I just don't want the stress of cooking. It's not a... Not out of a lack of desire. I'm, I'm terrible at cleaning. You're terrible. Awful. You're so bad. So bad. It stresses me out. It's real bad. Like, we, we travel a good... Not a few good, times. But a few times together. And whenever Can't you cook... Can't clean. Yeah. It's, it's just like... It's bad. When he cooks... The but I cook well, though. Yeah, you're not a bad The food's cook, good. But the entire kitchen is filthy. Disgusting. Like, the whole it's kitchen terrible. is filthy. <laughs> on uh, fire. So you guys are both not Montrealers, which is kind of a slant on the question. Yeah, this oh is boy. kind of screwing up the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. Massive. Uh, we had a... Um, 
punk rock and roll band The Screaming Demons on two weeks ago. How is really? Is that the last guest? Yeah, man. What the fuck? Early. That's yeah, fact. Really? Yeah. What do you... <laughs> Sorry, I don't have a calendar. Uh, do, what is your? Be- I, I guess Montreal. We can take out of it. What's your best memory involving a police officer? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh like my god! Or whatever, but like yeah. It's specifically, it was meant to be Montreal cop, but if you don't. Preferably a, a crazy derby party that got out of control. <laughs> but if you don't have a Montreal cop, cop just something involving a police officer. Oh god. Uh I do have a Montreal cop story oh. actually. Good, good, good. Let's hear uh, it. Pin- Pinuff was closed off uh for something last summer. Sure. Uh as it as it is wont to do. Yeah. And um at that point I Pinuff. Yeah. This is a real East End story here. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I live in that area. So uh so I'm trying to figure out I've been there for maybe like what's, 2 what's weeks. What's your closest right? metro station? Oh god, I don't even know. Well, I have a car. Is it Pinuff? Yeah. <laughs> I have a yeah. car. <laughs> exactly. Uh so I have no idea how to get back to my friend's place where I'm staying. Sure. I'm coming from Derby. All of the streets are closed. From over there? Yeah. The, okay, yeah. Yeah, from the Taz over, yeah. back over to Were the Were you East there End. for like St. John weekend maybe? Yeah, probably yeah. that. That makes so, sense. I'm listening to this. Yeah. I'm like, uh, East, End, East End traffic yeah. debacle? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so, I'm, so I'm like, I don't know, four weeks in Montreal, no idea what's going on, no idea how to get back. All the streets are closed. And I'm like, okay. You can do this. You're going to go talk to a cop in French and you're going to make it work. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I managed to stumble through. And at the time I had, you know, four years of college French that I had just reincarnated to use in Montreal. Sure. And I'm like, hello. Like college, college French where? American college French? Um, yeah. High school French, technically. I said college, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, like, yo, no, they were, they were very helpful. So the, yeah. the, the funny part of no, this so story. On weekend, they're like, they're there for the yeah. also. The funny, the party part of this story is me asking, you know, fairly, fairly good, like French in my opinion, because the cop immediately responds in the fastest Quebecois French I've ever heard. <laughs> and I had to like betray myself as like an Anglophone being like, come on, <laughs> like, yeah. sorry, I, I need it like, plus lentement, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then after that, they were very nice and they helped me, they helped me get home. But until that point. That's fine. Hmm. Your best story? You never had a run-in with the cops in France and here? Nothing? That was you said you used to get to fights a lot? Uh, like, France, uh, and French police don't fuck around, right? Like they're like, pas gentils. No, but it's Oui, c'est ça. J'allais dire, comparé comme quand je suis arrivé ici, je trouvais que c'était hyper friendly. Comme en France, c'est comme... Ils se prennent pour des cow-boys. C'est comme... Oh my God. Une fois, ils m'ont arrêté comme juste devant chez moi. Puis, What'd you do? Qu'est-ce que ça fait? Euh, rien. Non. Genre, j'étais juste en train de conduire. <rire> puis, ok, j'avais une voiture peinte. Fait qu'avec plein, comme une fois, on, on sortait d'une, dans le lendemain de soirée, un peu hangover. Puis on ouais. a fait, ouais, on va dessiner sur la voiture. <rire> puis, euh, la voiture était pleine de couleurs. Okay, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Fait que la voiture était repérable. Et on se faisait très souvent arrêter en France. <rire> puis comme là, lui, il était comme, ouais, mais comme, montre-moi ton... pourquoi euh, Comme ça, comme sur la route, comme ouais. ça. Mais, mais, mais Juste pour comme ça. Raison. Parce que c'est suspicieux, ouais. comme ouais. d'avoir... À cause du char À cause, ouais, c'est ça. Comme le char est coloré, <rire> fait qu'on on consomme forcément des drogues. Puis ah, c'est bizarre. <rire> et puis, mon permis était pas français, parce que je suis française et chypriote. Fait que là, mon permis était étranger. Fait que là, il était comme... Il est où ton permis d'études Puis j'étais comme non mais je suis française. Puis il était comme il était comme non mais il me faut ton permis d'études maintenant tout de suite ou sinon on t'emmène en cellule. Puis j'étais comme what the fuck Je suis juste comme <rire> n'importe quoi. J'ai... En tout cas, fait que 
cup here or cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, so for Jeez, most, yeah. I'd like, so you've been here for three years. Why? So for most of your time here, like the cops have been protesting something. So like you're just new to having our cops even in uniform. For most of your time, uh, our yeah, cops have been in uniform. Have you not seen really? this? No. It was no. a thing. I think they, they finally stopped doing it like a year ago. I think, yeah. It was like last fall. It was a pressure tactic about their pension funds and stuff. Because then they can't go on strike because they're cops. Yeah, so they do like visible pressure tactics. Like they wear like camo pants and stuff like that. Oh my gosh. So for such a long time, the Montreal cops just had camo pants. Jeans. And red caps. Non, mais je les ai vus avec des pantalons roses, Whoa. des choses comme ouais, ça. ça. J'étais comme, wow! n'importe quoi, genre, like, it was, like, whatever pants they wanted to wear. And what was also kind of fun is, like, some of them wore, like, leggings and stuff. <laughs> like, like, leggings flow and whatever. And I was like, way to, go. like way to go, guys. I'm just sort of like, you're, you're, but it's hard to, like, take them seriously when, like, neon leggings and, like, a red hat and, like, a vest is like, do you know how fast you're driving? And I'm like, <laughs> you're just like, come on. By the way. I don't know what's making me think of this, but I've never been more stressed out in my life. Or like the I've, Charles de Gaulle Airport is the most stressed out I've ever been. Oh, wait. Because like, they have AK-47. crazy ouais. airport. It's the... Crazy. Il y a les militaires aussi. What? C'est ça. Let me tell you about the United States. Not, well. <laughs> oh, my God. C'est comme Charles de Gaulle plus United States ouais, quand ouais. tu rentres là. Ouais. Like, Honestly, though, like having had stopovers in the States and stuff, it was Heathrow and Charles de Gaulle are the only times I've seen, like, machine guns. Yeah. Show. Like, the Americans always have guns. Yeah. They're, like, side holes. No, no, the Euro, the Euro airport cops visible or like, automatic like, weapons. Uh, yeah. like, it's so much worse. Like, uh, not worse. I mean, may it's always, pretty may bad. It's <laughs> when they're holding it casually that freaks me out. Yeah. You know, like, when it's... Better, I feel it's better casually. Than, no, like, no. Having somebody just kind of, like, casually holding their machine gun, you're like... Why is your safety not on? Like, what is going <laughs> No. So, we have one more question. Okay. Which is what question would that you we need like from to you guys to the next guest? To our next guest. Oh we God. don't know who it is. They didn't know that they were going to be asking Derby Girls questions. So, we okay. don't get to know who it is. So, something uh, you want to know about a stranger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Basically. Uh, la chose la plus embarrassante qui te soit arrivée? Most embarrassing thing. Most embarrassing thing yeah. in 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 general. Yeah, sure. Are you good? Are you good with that, R2? Yeah. This is <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Walter, most embarrassing thing. We're answering it now. Yeah, we, we, you and I usually answer when they ask it. Oh boy, it's a I, it's I, a like whenever I think of embarrassing, and it's like I'm sure I've embarrassed myself more as like an adult, but the thing that always like strikes me as like an embarrassing memory is I was very very young, and. I might have even told this on the podcast before. I was going to um, preschool, like an orientation mm -hmm. thing, where it was like, we're going to bring all the kids together to play like in a park before they need to go to preschool so that the kids kind of know, uh, like, know each other. So when they get to preschool, they played with each other before. And I was like, I'm my brother's six years older than me, and I'm like much younger than him. I was wearing one of his old hand-me-down shirts that just started to meet, like just started to fit me, and it was a very cool shirt. It had like a motocross guy on it, and I was very like, I was like in my head, and I guess it's a very clear memory. I was like, I'm gonna wear this shirt, and I'm gonna be the coolest kid. I'm gonna make so many friends, and it's gonna be the best. I'm gonna go to school, and everyone's gonna think I'm super cool because I have this shirt on. And I was kind of feeling sick. And my mom was like, you're feeling too sick to go? And I was like, nope, got to go. Got to set up the day. Oh, Puked no. on the shirt. And then threw up all over myself. On yeah. the oh. Like, like all, so ruined the shirt. 
And also, like, the, everyone's first impression of me was throwing up. Puking boy. kid. Yeah, exactly. Puke boy. Being the puking kid, which is, like, I'm, I'm really not. Like, like, throughout most of my, like, like, I'm not. There is the puking kid, and I wasn't even the puking kid for most of my thing. And I just remember, like, crying so hard because it was, like, my entire world in my head was, like, it's over. Like, I'm, like, no child will ever take me seriously <laughs> ever again. I'm, like, my first impression was me wearing a super cool shirt and throwing up on it and having to leave immediately. Like, that's what everyone's going to remember on the first day of school so i actually stuck my tongue oh, you did, to you a frozen t- uh, uh, fence post for real you did a christmas for, story. i did a christmas story <laughs> you, <thought laughs> you know what you know what we're talking about like when you when you stick <laughs> your tongue to like a frozen pole Why? The, so it's, it's like a, <laughs> i feel like i could get okay. cold yeah, enough yeah, yeah. in france for that <laughs> occasionally uh, yeah, it's, it's like, so, yeah. and my dad was the vice principal of the school <laughs> at the time. <laughs> whoops oh. so That's as embarrassed as i was so was he. <laughs> He's like, this is my idiot. This is my idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, you know what? Like, they were like, we're going to get water. I was like, fuck that. And I just went, ah! And, and oh, no. <laughs> so there was like, il y avait comme un petit morceau mon lang qui était collé sur le couteau. Oh, that's awesome. Boom. Nailed it. That's a good one. Good one. Okay. Uh, so thank you guys. Thank that's, you. That's it. Uh, Beast of the East, uh, you guys have a match Friday. Yeah, against six. Center Block, I believe. Okay. Right? Center Block? Ottawa Center Block? Yes. The Friday? The Friday? There's a Friday night game. Oh, no, the Friday, Friday Saturday, night Saturday. is like the <laughs> Smash Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah Friday, Friday night. I'm just saying yeah, yeah. the Beast of the East technically starts Friday night yes. at Taz. <laughs> right? If I'm not mistaken? Yes. Yes, Friday night at Taz. Smash versus Smash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's at the, the arena. Is that the arena? So? Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the, the arena. It's at the arena Royal. Is it all? It's at the Mount Royal Arena. Wait, yeah. Because I know originally it was going to be at St. Louis, and then there was something at Taz, and now it's now it's all. Au dernier nouvelle, c'est à l'arena Mont Royal du vendredi au dimanche. Okay, that's it. We're gonna link this in the in the blog post to make sure that in case it changes, because it was changing. But I feel we're close enough that it's gonna all happen. Friday night kicks off. If you want to come early, watch the Smash Squad and watch like very, very intense basic derby. Watch the watch the fundamentals, and then eight o'clock in the morning. Are you you guys the first game? Yes, first or second, I think. Every second game? I think else? it's the first one. If yeah. it's eight, it's the first yeah, one. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're playing very early in the morning. We're playing against Ottawa, and we're cool. going to have a good time. Yes! Yeah, and 16 teams, double elimination. If a team loses twice, they're eliminated. Yep. And otherwise, if they keep winning, they can go all the way and become Beast of these champions. Yes. Maybe. And maybe the Rakai will be the repeat champions. Fingers crossed. Good luck, guys. Thank you so much for coming out. This was a lot of fun. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes, Thank you, guys. Thanks again for listening. Go plug yourself. As always, a big thank you to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude for providing all of the original music for the show. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that we'd love for you to tell your friends about the show, and honestly, that's all you really need to do. But if you're feeling particularly generous, you can support the show financially and 9to5.cc in general by going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. You can get early access to every episode of Go Plug Yourself and other perks too. Finally, if you or someone you know has a project they'd like to plug on the show, reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook by searching 9to5cc, and we're 9to5cc on Twitter also. If everything works out, you could be the next person to sit down with Walter and I and talk about horror movies or wrestling. And I mean, also the thing that you're trying to plug. 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.